0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. (laughs) It's Monday, April 4th. Technically, it's Monday, April 4th. You know what that means, uh, Craig? You know what what happened on
1: April 4th? I don't, actually.
0: You don't. You don't. Probably. I I didn't think you would. You know, do you like U2? Do you, uh, the band U2, you know, the the song Pride? I don't really like them. They took your life, but they could not take your pride in the name of love. Shots ring out. April fourth, shops ring out in the Memphis sky. This is the day Martin Luther King, Jr. was assassinated, um, and it's it's a shame because if he were still around, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he'd be really old. His uh, I, I actually be in his 80s, I can check the exact age. But if he were still around, he would hate the squad. He would hate Ayanna Pressley. He would hate Joe uh, Joy Reed and Joy Behar and all the rest of them. If they have taken. His mission, his message, and flipped it on its head. Every word you see from someone like Ayanna Presley is the opposite of what Martin Luther King Jr. preached. He she wants you to judge everybody on the color of their skin and not the content of their character. I think he'd be a good Republican, he'd be right there. ML King, MLK Jr., if he were all alive, he'd be. It'd sound a lot like me. You know, he'd be, he'd probably be subtweeting all of uh, Ayanna Pressley's tweets and mocking her every time she made everything about. What do you think Martin Luther King would say about Ayanna Pressley's big idea from last week, which was make public transportation free for black and brown riders? What would, what would Martin Luther King say about that? You think he would endorse that, Ayanna? You think he'd be all in? On that, do you think he'd be all in on everything, making everything about race, separating people along racial lines? Do you think he'd be all in on CRT and splitting up elementary school children in class? Black ones over there, white ones over there, white, you're the oppressors, black, you're the victims. Let's go back to 1619. You know, that that he would hate that. He would despise that. But we will see. Uh, obviously, on uh, on his birthday in January, it's a big deal. But we'll see if you know today we get some tweets from Ayana and the rest of the race hustlers, Ibrahim Kendi, whether he will be tweeting about how you know we should judge everybody on the content of their characters. But uh, uh, we'll get to all those people once again. Can't run away from them. It's impossible because uh, because Colin Kaepernick is. Uh, I hate to say this he's doing it the right way for once. He's saying the right things for once. I think, honestly, I'm starting to come around that Kaepernick might actually want to give the NFL one more shot. I mean, up till now, the last five years I've said, he's enjoying life as a martyr. Much too much is profitable. Uh, it gets nothing but love and, and money and fame and praise. and He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to do anything. Football is hard. The life of a martyr in modern-day America is easy for him. But he uh, showed up at Michigan's Pro Day. He threw the rock around, and then he did an interview. We'll get to that. We'll play it, and we'll say, I'll say this. I'm going to disappoint all the people in the media, all the Kaepernick worshipers you know, Jamel Hill and Mike Florio and uh and then Bamani Jones. I'm with you. I'm with you, Bamani. I want someone to offer Kaepernick a job. I want to see him back in uniform. I want to see him try to play after taking how many years off? Five, six, six years off? His last snap was January first, I believe, 2017. So that'd be five years. Uh Nobody, I don't care how good you are. You know, Peyton Manning in his prime, Tom Brady could take five years off and hit the ground running. It's too hard. The job is too hard. And I would like to see him exposed, which means I'd like to see him back in uniform. I'm with you, Bamani. I'm with you, Jamel. Let's get Kaepernick back. We got a team, by the way. There's one team. All the rumors are pointing to one quarterback needy team that will. Uh, that might offer him a job. And I will tell you why I'm convinced at this point, maybe not hundred percent convinced, but I'm, I'm fairly convinced that he's going to get the chance. And I'll explain to you why Tiger Woods, he's going to get the chance he's in. He was in Augusta again, because we track his plane. That's what we do. We've tracked Tigers private jet. And it went back to Augusta where he was working on his game and he tweeted out, it's a game time decision. I think he's playing. I hope he's playing. I I, I I decided last night that it's just as much fun to root against someone as it is to root for someone. Like everyone was rooting against Coach K. Not everybody, but lots of people rooting against Coach K. And it was fun to watch him go down in flames his last game in college and do it to a rival in UNC. I'll do the same with Kaepernick. I'll enjoy rooting against him. Uh, a Worcester Priest... Worcester priest is in trouble. not real trouble. fake trouble, you know, like woke trouble with the Boston Globe and a few others, because he doesn't want to fly the BLM flag and the rainbow flag in a school, a private Catholic school. What the hell is that doing up at a private Catholic school anyway? We'll tell you about that guy. Uh, Saturday Night Live spoofed Will Smith. I know you can find this shocking. Ironhead. It was awful. It was terrible. I mean, they get this material. They get Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, and they can't come up with a single chuckle, a single guffaw. It was, as usual, embarrassing to watch uh, what has happened to the once great Saturday Night Live. But, uh, and Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp, the dumbest man in media. I think I'm gonna. I think we we could debate that. We could try to f- come up with who you know t- a bottom five, the dumbest people. Shannon Sharp was up there and he had the dumbest tweet from the dumbest man. And I'm wondering, who do you think, who's this for Shannon? Who do you you think you're relating to? I'll tell you about that and a lot more on today's Callahan show brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU. And they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate or both applying is easy. And their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today. DCU.org slash refinance insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right. I was wondering if you were going to get cocky on me today, Craig mm-hmm. Ironhead, because you kind of taken some initiative. First of all, uh, you got the numbers. The latest numbers are excellent uh, for this little program, for this little podcast. And you tweeted them out. I swear to God, I've been doing this two years plus I still don't even know how to find the numbers. I, when I was with Podcast One, they would send them to me, and I wouldn't even like they they would have all kinds of different categories downloaded, filtered, non-filtered. It was like cigarettes, and I'd just look at them and say, "Oh, cool, they were you know better than last month." And I'd, but I never quite figured out how to find them myself. As you may have noticed, I I struggle with the technical end of this. Uh, this vocation but you came up with them you tweeted them out they were excellent we thank you everybody listening everybody uh in our locals community especially for subscribing but uh i was i was happy as hell i didn't even care that uh that uh you decided today that you were busy so we had to rejigger our whole schedule and uh (laughs) And try something different, but that's okay. You know, you're doing good. You're doing a good job. Obviously you're doing something right. You're a, yeah. I mean, I, I do find it a little discouraging that out of the last, like five producers I've had going back my radio days. Mm-hmm. And then I've had three, actually I think I've I a couple of short termers, but I think like three or four of the last five producers I've, I've had are wrestling fans and I think that's the clearest indication of a really simple mind. You know, when someone's a real wrestling fan, when a grown man with kids, that's it, that's what Minahan and I used to say about people who were, uh, you know, not just wrestling fans, but just big dummies, we'd look at him and say, he's a grown man with kids. Yeah. You're a grown man, you got a wife, a house, two mm-hmm. kids, a mortgage. And you spent you have uh, time is precious when you got little kids, you know. You, right. you, and you spent what um what percentage of your weekend? Like how many minutes, how many hours did you spend watching, tweeting, talking about wrestling?
1: Ooh, good amount actually. Stone Cold Steve Austin came back for a match. Uh, I don't I, care. I, I, I don't. I don't
0: I don't it try was, to. It,
1: it was it, when I was a kid. I had to watch him. It was awesome. He, <laughs> well, when I was a kid,
0: I watched Gilligan's Island. I don't sit down on Saturday night, you know, tell tell my wife, we're going to watch Gilligan's Island tonight. You're, t- you're honey, telling me you know?
1: you're not flipping through the channel, you see Gilligan in his dumb hat, you're not going to watch for like <laughs> 10 minutes?
0: I do that with the Three Stooges. I stop if they're, you know, like somehow stumble across some, uh, and or someone tweets out a clip, I have to watch. I That really is a fond memory of my youth watching Three Stooges and it's such a it's it's I don't know it's not politically incorrect it's just so uh it, it couldn't happen today i mean they do they do skits where they are the you know uh world war 2 skits where they have a hitler and a and a tojo and they have you know characters in in the uh in their skits and they laugh about about, about hitler and uh I mean, that was whatever they made those uh, skits, those shorts, 60, 70 years ago, right after world war II, they yep. were making skits spoofs satire Before. based on Hitler and Mussolini. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> yeah. you can't even do that now. They did that right after the war where people were still, you know, grieving their dead and dealing with the shell shock, you know, injuries and everything else. Uh, but I hated wrestling as a kid. I hated it as an adult, and I just can't believe grown men. You know I mean, what was what was Plan B if you if you didn't watch wrestling? What what was what else were you going to do? Did you have other things to do? And you said that can wait. Steve Austin is making a comeback.
1: Yeah, you're damn right. Number one priority right there.
0: Uh, and then I'm guessing you have friends and you text or you yeah. and you call and you talk about it. Can you believe? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where it is or what happened in it, but. What, was it surprising? Were there some twists and turns
1: you weren't expecting? I wasn't expecting him to be in a match. I knew he was on the show, and then it turned into a match. Like it was- A
0: match? Yeah. That's what you call it when they get up there and they pretend fight? Yes, pretend fight. When they pretend fight, you call that a match? Yep. Let me guess. Stone Cold Steve Austin won his match, right? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> oh, does that make him world champ again?
1: Did no. he get did he get this belt back? He didn't get his belt. He's he's done. He's totally done. Nice storybook ending for his crowd. Oh, he's done. Are you sure? Because next yeah. time was was this like WrestleMania
0: 72 or something? What was it? Uh this was 38. 38. So you, are you sure he won't come out of the crowd or uh in, in WrestleMania 39 or 40 or 47? Well, that's the beauty of wrestling, is you never say never. Never say never. Oh, that's deep. That's deep. So <laughs> instead of, you know, watching a movie with your wife or with your kids and kids movie or whatever, going bowling, you stay at home and watch. How how many hours did this take? And by the way, it was, did it cost
1: money? Was it pay-per-view? It's, uh, they don't do pay-per-views anymore. Um, It's Peacock. I think it's like, it comes with cable. So you, as long it doesn't as doesn't have- come. Peacock costs extra, doesn't it? I thought a Peacock was a subscription. You can, you can uh, get it like a poor, like me, where, uh. Uh, it's free, but there's commercials, or I think it's five bucks without commercials. So is it still going on? I see it on Twitter, wrestling, and there's still people tweeting about wrestling and some guy.
0: And oh, just it mi- just yeah. seems. Uh, I mean, it just it's it's just uh it just seems like such a waste. Grown men watching wrestling, but whatever. Uh, I guess if you had any brains, you wouldn't be a producer. That's first requirement. <laughs> I mean, you got to be you got to have thick skin and an empty skull. Those are the two requirements. That's why Karano, I mean, he's he's not dumb enough to be a producer, and he doesn't have thick skin. He gets he gets mad, and you know he gets offended. And you can't do that. Like I've said before, you know you got to, as you know, you got to be like Colinane, You got to be brain dead, and and you got to have thick skin. You got to take a beating. And uh, you so far so good. It's working out. So far so good. I can't <laughs> complain, even though you're a dummy. The numbers for March and the numbers for twenty twenty two. We're outstanding, and I appreciate everybody, everybody for for clicking, for uh, subscribing, for for giving us a rating, a review on Apple, whatever. And uh, we got we got an announcement. And another thing producers do, dumb producers do, mm-hmm. is they try to make everything into a big announcement. Right? Did you tweet this? Or did Graham tweet that? Graham, Graham, our producer, I'm producer. I should make a producer. He's a you know what? I'm going to give him a title because he's more than an intern. Right. He works hard and he's got a, he can never be a producer because he's kind of smart and creative. He's our uh, marketing manager. How's that? Can we make a marketing
1: manager? Sure. I like that. That would, yeah, that would well, fall in ma- line with the tweet, I guess.
0: So, so our marketing manager said, we got a big announcement and we, nah, it's not big. It's an announcement. It's pretty cool. I'm excited about it. I remember when we were, uh, on the radio, our producers would come up with a big announcement all the time and try to get you know tease it and tweet it. And one time, the big announcement was uh, they get raises. The producers we had two producers. <laughs> big announcement: we just got a raise. And we're going. Why would any listener care? And another time, the big announcement was we were flying to spring training to Fort Myers in a private jet. So that was really something that you know, our fans, our listeners could really get excited about how we were going to make it. To, we were going to fly in luxury to spring training. So I don't think either of those uh, satisfied people who tuned in to hear their, hear the big announcement, but we'll get to that when we uh, tell you about our sponsors, but there's a couple things I want to get to. And I found really interesting this weekend. One and that feels like I feel like I've been talking about Colin Kaepernick for half my life. you know he was uh what year did he um uh, just looking at his uh numbers right now ten uh, Colin Kaepernick um he 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 came into the league in two thousand and eleven he was twenty four years old out of Nevada didn't know much about hell didn't think much about him until he took a knee and made it clear he hates cops but he hasn't taken a snap since 2016 uh he's been out of the league uh, whatever that is 5 years and when he was in the league just a quick review before we get to the latest on cap 2016 he was the uh, the uh, uh niners qb he played 12 games started 11 and he went 1 and 10 <laughs> He went one and ten in the last full time. Last time he was a full time starter, the year before, two thousand and fifteen, he started uh, eight games. He went two and six. So in his last uh, nineteen starts, he is three and sixteen.
1: So God, I, get, I can imagine why NFL teams aren't beating down his door. So you're trashing, um, you wrestling right there. Stone Cold's catchphrase is three sixteen. How about that? Three sixteen is a religious thing, right? What does what, what, what do you mean?
0: You think it's a tribute to Kaepernick? We'll, yeah. we'll make it that he's three and sixteen, and so the last time he started, he was he went in two thousand and fourteen, his uh, fourth year, he went eight and eight. So the last time he was good, you know, he went to the Super Bowl was two thousand and thirteen. That's that's nine years ago. I mean, he was good. You thought he was fast. He was. He was dynamic. He was fun to watch. I'm all for letting him come back and watching him play. And I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll root against him. I'll, I'd like to see him fail again.
1: Rocket it's arm good. too.
0: Well, we got to see the arm, the arm uh, at Michigan University of Michigan. Uh, they had their spring game. Uh, their pro was it spring game or pro day? What what do you call it? Uh, spring game. Pro day.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: So he got to – I think he was there for the spring game too because didn't he do something at halftime? I don't know. Whatever. He was at Michigan. He's. Uh, I understand why uh, Jim Harbaugh would do it. That you know, that was his guy. Got up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but he showed up. He threw the ball. He, the media was there. I assume like every team in the NFL was there. There was no defense. He didn't even wear pads which is what he, you should do that. Tom Brady always wears shoulder pads and a helmet when he throws. Kaepernick did not. He went out there and threw a couple of deep balls. His last ball was, you know, 70 yards and, you know, in stride. So he got rave reviews. And afterwards he actually uh, spoke to the media like one-on-one. No hand, no handler, no wife or girlfriend, whatever in the way, No nobody there to, to protect him the way there usually is. Colin Kaepernick is, I mean, he's, he knows what he's doing. He was for, you know, whatever it's been five years, he's been a martyr. He's been a symbol and he's been insulated. He's does not speak. People speak for him. He lets people like, like Mike Florio and Jamel Hill and Keith Oldman. He lets them do this talking for him. That way he doesn't screw up and say stupid things or, uh, you know, he he lets them and they worship him. Everybody at ESPN, it's like a job requirement at ESPN. You must hate Trump and love Kaepernick. Those are the two things when you go to an interview down in Bristol for a job, A, do you hate Kaepernick? I mean, do you hate Trump? Yes. Do you love Kaepernick? Yes. You're in. You're in. I think that's what happened with Wojnowski. They gave him 10 million bucks. Did you see that over the weekend?
1: No. Adam oh Schefter.
0: Someone has to help me with this before we get back to Kaepernick, Adam Schefter and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski both signed new deals with ESPN, both got 10 million bucks a year. When did this happen? Were guys so suddenly getting 10 million? When did this happen? You know, when I was in my prime, 10 million bucks a year. Now Adam Schefter is invaluable to, he's the most valuable guy at the whole network. He breaks NFL stories—that's the most important currency in sports media. Do you have a pipeline in the NFL? Will you break stories? Will people come to us when something big, when there's a trade, on you know, when there's a big uh, signing? And and Adam Schefter's the guy. So I don't care what they're paying him. I think he's worth it. Are you telling me Adrian Wojnowski Woj is worth as much as Adam Schefter? And, I mean, they're both white guys, which is a little unusual for ESPN. But I think, at least in the case of Wojnowski, he hates Trump and loves Kaepernick. So he's he's a, a, a darling at ESPN. And he does, I guess, a good job of uh, breaking stories on the NBA beat. But is he really worth $10 million bucks a year? God bless him. Good luck to him. I used to know him back in the day when he was uh, covering UConn for uh, one of those Connecticut papers and he, and he was a bulldog. He earned it, but uh, I'm not sure how he pays, how he earns 10 million bucks a year, but that's because I just think the NFL is so much more important than the NBA, but all the people at ESPN, all the people in the media, again, pro football talk, you name it, sports illustrated, they feel, they buy into the, you know, the tired old narrative that, Kaepernick's been blackballed. They won't sign him because he took a knee. Remember when Brady came back, somebody, some media person tweeted, oh, Tom Beatty gets to come play whenever he wants, and Kaepernick is still blackballed. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, one guy <laughs> went free in 16 in his last two years. The yeah. other guy's the best player in sports history. Gee, it's almost like Brady's better. But... I'm with you. I'm with you, Jamel. I'm with you, Woj. I want Kaepernick to come back. I want this tryout to pay off. I want to see him in uniform, and I want to see him fail miserably. I will watch every down of every start he gets to hope to see him fall on his face because I think he's a bad guy. I think anybody who – we can go through his transgressions, but I I do want to get to the team – One team, we got a, is this USA Today? USA Today's writing about it. God knows they will love to see him back in the fold. They're just like ESPN. You want to work at USA Today? You must love Kaepernick. You must hate Trump. Uh, I got a story here from, yeah, this is USA Today, saying he showcased his abilities uh, at Michigan, um, and uh, he was an honorary captain. During their spring game, and then he threw to receivers. So it was this spring game. 34-year-old Kaepernick uh, had a message for NFL scouts and coaches of teams that need a quarterback. Now, he talked to this reporter, which I couldn't believe, but it was a local TV reporter, and he talked to her and he answered her questions. And I I he doesn't he's not doesn't sound like a dummy. So why doesn't he do this more often? Why does he hide? Anyway, the team. Do you know what team it is? Have you read this? I have not. The team that makes the most sense, this is an AOL story. Okay, no. This is from Sports Illustrated. I'm sorry, Sports Illustrated. Andrew Holleran. He says one team makes the most sense. That would be the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, I didn't realize that since they traded Ryan to, to Indy. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign anybody. They have Josh Rosen. <laughs> their, I think number one on the depth chart right now. So they're saying it makes all, let me see who is. Uh, um, this is just some blogger saying Kaepernick fits the best. Oh, and he has Mariota there. Marcus yeah. Mariota. What's this guy talking about?
1: I was just going to say, I thought there Oh, was I guess he's, else. I
0: guess he's competing with Rosen for the backup job. Yeah. Oh, so okay. that would be it. Yeah. He said he would compete. With Rosen, and he would be an upgrade for uh, uh, at the backup spot. I've always said that most teams don't want a backup who's a you know celebrity, who's an activist, you know who's a uh, you know famous, most famous for taking a knee and hating cops. But hey, I think he's going to get a shot. But let's listen to Kaepernick talk. To I just had her name in front of me. Um, Talk to Gianna, Gina, Gina Trotman of XYZ in Detroit. Let's listen to what Kaepernick said after slinging it around at the uh, Michigan Spring Game.
1: What is your message directly to them after the years that you have been off the
0: on the off the field? What is your message to NFL teams? That I can help make you a better team. I can help you win games. Um, you know, I I know right now the situation. Likely won't won't allow me to to come in, step into a starting role. Um, I know I'll be able to work my way to that though, and show
1: that very quickly. So, to the teams that have questions, uh, more than anything, I would say, you know, I'd love to come in for a workout. I'd love to sit down with you,
0: and have that conversation about how I can help you be a better team. All right, that's a pretty good answer. You know, you know, I hate Great. the guy, but yeah. I give him credit. He said the right thing. Not only did he say I can help you win but he said, I will be a backup. I don't remember over the last five years, have you, do you remember him ever publicly saying he's willing to be a backup? No. Um, and you know what else? If this woman, Gina, had uh, a follow-up, wouldn't a good follow-up have been, will you take a knee for the anthem? Yes. I mean, that you know, the media would, you know, oh, who cares, who cares, as long as he plays, but the fans would like to know. And I think... The answer would be no. I think he's not going to take a knee, but maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he will. But
1: I think if uh, he uh, if he comes out and says that, I because I do think he's probably good enough to at least be a backup. That's definite. I think. But if well, he comes some
0: bums. There are some bums out yeah. there backing up, and they get hurt. You know, guys get hurt and they get forced. That means um, I, I I can't did you th- watch him throw i mean you can't tell anything from that no nah,
1: cuz it doesn't show where they're going either it just kind of shows him but he can
0: also come into camp not just a mini camp or QB camp but come in a training camp and play tackle football you know he can he could go out there with the pads on you know with uh pass rush and have to make the throws and if he can't get cut right i mean if he's willing to be a backup that means he's willing to sign for less than you know, less than Deshaun Watson got. So I think he should get a shot. I mean, if it's Atlanta, go for it, give him a shot. I'd watch every snap of his preseason. It would be huge, huge. And, Mm -hmm. but that's not why, that's not why I'm convinced he's going to sign. Just a quick rundown, because here's what you're going to see. Well, you already saw it over the weekend or needs a shot. He's been blackballed long enough, enough of this there. Keep in mind that if you're a cop, just say you're a cop or a, and uh, you're uh, on duty at a game, you're a detail cop or you're whatever, you're, you're escorting the bus. This is the guy that your team, if you're an Atlanta cop, Atlanta cop, I mean, any city cop, they're under gun, under the under, I was going to say under, under the gun. They're under fire. They're literally, I mean, it's a tough job. Being a cop in the city, crime is out of control. You do not have the support Of most Democrats, I mean, there's at least, hey, my crazy crazy congressman still wants to defund the police. She's still lying about the cops killing 70 innocent people in the days after the Chauvin verdict. Uh, No one ever asked her, you know, where'd that happen? Who was it? Who explained? She doesn't have to. She's the least accountable uh, politician in America. But Colin Kaepernick not only wore pig socks, socks with little piggies, not only did he tweet out that cops are no different than, he called them modern-day slave catchers and had the badge of a slave catcher, a guy who was uh, uh, back in you know 1800s, whose job it was to track down and capture runaway slaves. He said that's the same as cops today. He encourages, supports, celebrates people who commit violence against cops including murder, as I've said many times, and I don't know why more people don't say this. uh, Over the weekend, there was a few uh, debates on Twitter about uh, Kaepernick the person. And, of course, the media all loves him, and he finally gets a chance, and all he does is speak up for racial injustice and police brutality. No, he celebrates people who kill cops. Once again, her name is Joanne Chesimard, Change it to Asata Shakur, Uh, But Joanne Chesemart murdered a New Jersey state trooper named Werner Forrester, shot him in the head as he was was wounded and unarmed, assassinated him on the side of the road. She escaped to Cuba, got uh, asylum in Cuba. And uh, not only did uh, he, Kaepernick, wish her a happy birthday on uh, Facebook, I believe, But he donated to a charity, this radical cop-hating charity named after her, the Asata Shakur, whatever, fund. He gave his hard-earned money to a charity named after someone, a charity that honors someone who assassinated a police officer. That's where his heart is. He He has, you know, if someone killed a cop tonight, he would immediately say, in in some form, you know, they deserved it. The cop deserved it. There's you know 200 years of brutality. Hell, his charity announced an initiative a few weeks ago where they're going to pay for the autopsy of people killed by cops. Sometimes, you know, people shoot at the cops. They get. Can you imagine? You have money to spend. You have a charity. You think you want to help people, help underprivileged, marginalized people, and your idea is, we'll pay for autopsies of victims of police. Which is, you know, there's, there's some of those, I'm sure, but it's not really affecting a lot of people. I mean, don't you think a guy like Colin Kaepernick could do a lot more good? I mean, he could do that, but couldn't he do a lot more good than that? Anyway, he's a bad guy, a bad guy who hates cops, a bad guy who hates hates this country. Um, but, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a meritocracy, the NFL. So give him a shot, see if he can do it. Here's why... Uh, I'm convinced it's going to happen because as we talked about last week, the NFL is now mandating every team have a woman on the offensive staff, a woman or a minority. It's a, it's, it's a rule. You have to have a woman or a minority. There'll be women there and everyone will look at them as tokens, as, as quotas, as I, as I said last week, you know, there might be some woman out there working hard, trying to get to break the ranks, you know, break into coaching in the NFL level. I'm sure there is. There's a thousand men for every woman. There's just a lot more men fighting, grinding for that job. And they're just going to have to step aside and 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 let this affirmative action hire take the job. And it's going to create tension animosity naturally, um, but that's the NFL. They're bowing to the mob. They're bowing to the woke mob. You know, they're, they're acting as if they don't do enough. They, they you know, they, they were, it used to be the epitome of a, of a meritocracy. The military and the NFL, both have been infiltrated by the woke mob and they're both um, bowing to the pressure. If you think Kaepernick is not gonna get a job I'm going to remind you of a TV commercial, a an ad, the NFL, a prom, promotional video. the NFL point put out, and you and I just watched it. the NFL, the league, the the business, the company that put this out, is not going to let Colin Kaepernick grow old on the sideline, blackballed by them. They're just not. They have showed no they have shown no signs. Hold on a sec. Show no signs that they will stand up to the mob. None. Well, the mob uh, pressured Goodell, pressured the league. And this is a spot they come up with. If you're watching with us on Locals, you can watch it. If not, I can uh, I can narrate. There's music and then there's uh, graphics and I will read them to you. This, again, was made, created, developed, promoted and put on the air by the National Football League. Uh, go ahead and play it, Craig. Football is gay. Football is lesbian. Football is queer. Football is transgender. Football is bisexual. Football is accepting. Football is everything. Football is for everyone. And then there's the NFL shield with the rainbow colors. Um, the NFL put out a commercial that said football is gay, lesbian, queer, transgender. That organization is gonna do everything. They're, I am convinced at this point they're gonna, because the pressure is greater now than ever, that they're gonna do what it takes. They're gonna move mountains. They're gonna put a phone call into Arthur Blank and say, we need Kaepernick back in uniform. We need you to give him a chance. Hell, they did that to the St. Louis Rams. To get them to draft Michael Sam, they pressured him. Michael Sam stunk. Everyone knew it, but they were under pressure to draft a, black, uh, a gay guy. They did. ESPN was there to celebrate, show him kissing his boyfriend. He was a terrible player. He got cut before he played a game. But, you know, it's all about breaking down barriers and uh, not necessarily picking the best players. So are you going to tell me that Roger Goodell the guy that put that commercial on the air is going to say, you know, you don't want a Kaepernick. Yeah, we don't need him. We'll deal with uh, all the people, all the ESPN and sports illustrated and USA today. We, we, you know, We'll just tell them to screw. We're not going to sign Kaepernick. Not a chance. He'll be back in the league by draft day. That's my prediction. Ironhead. I think you with I, me.
1: Yeah, I am. That, that interview, he just sounded like a completely different person kind of. No, like he, he, went, he went, Oh, I've been being an idiot. I, I do actually like football.
0: It is. And why he didn't do that three, four, five years ago, two years ago, one year. I'm not sure. No clue. That's why I thought he was uh, not really did not really want to get back in the league that he enjoyed life as a martyr. But uh, I think now, for whatever reason, maybe it's he just knows that he doesn't have much time left. He's thirty four. Maybe he knows there's opportunities out there. There's teams that need quarterbacks. Maybe he's looking at the money they're getting, you know, backups are getting, you know, four or five, 6 million. Um, and, and maybe he's saying, I you know I get a couple of years. I mean, any being a backup is the greatest job in sports. Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, being a backup, you know, if you're playing behind Tom Brady or, you know, Peyton Manning, or, I mean, or Russell Wilson, you don't play. You just make your four or 5 million a year and, throw it around in practice and throw it around in the training camp. And uh, maybe he will even agree to not kneel, to not protest, you know, to not um, to, to save the, the activism till this end of the season or till, uh, till the end of his career, but he'll be back in the league. And maybe it'll be Atlanta, but I'm a, i am I will be all excited. I, I love watching quarterbacks. I love when, quarterbacks play under great pressure. That's the best thing about sports, watching quarterbacks under great pressure. And when they come through or choke, either one, it's extremely entertaining and I'll be there rooting against him and hoping he fails, but I'll be watching. So good luck cap getting back in the league. All right. We got a lot to get to. And uh, here's our big announcement. I should let you do this. Cause you have been more instrumental in this. You actually made well, Graham, Graham made it all happen, but you made the choice. Yeah. You made the choice, and now, you ready for this? Ready for the big announcement? You got a drum roll or anything? I can get one. No, you don't. Don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> worry about it. That. That's kind of corny. Ready? <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Iron Head, big announcement. We've been working on this for, what, month? A month? Almost two. Uh, and we got almost two months. We can finally reveal today we are launching our own coffee brand. I love this because I love coffee. I don't love coffee, I need coffee. It's not like it's not like a choice. I need it, I love it, I drink way too much of it. I enjoy it like the highlight of my day is my my coffee in the morning. The mm. highlight of my weekend is my second or third cup or in your case, second or third pot of coffee. Yep. This is our first branded product. We want to make sure We did this right. It's taken a while, but we partnered with a local roaster out of Wolfham, Massachusetts to create a custom blend specified to our liking. After testing multiple samples, we settled on one blend that we know all our listeners are going to love. And I got to say the final choice was made by Ironhead himself because I, okay, I brought it. We had a couple and I liked them both. They were good, dark roast, rich coffee and use. We narrowed it down to two you picked one i said let's do it that's the one that is callahan coffee it combines beans from three continents to create a unique natural coffee flavor with rich chocolate and sweet with caramel taste notes did you know that caramel taste notes
1: i don't speak coffee lingo i drink drink, drink. I, I speak drink. i i just like it dark you know and,
0: and and rich and uh flavorful and it's all that it's a full body dark roast with low acidity didn't even know that either. Using the most premium blends available. That is true. This stuff smells good. It tastes good. It is quality stuff. And we, you know, we have to go with this Bug the Chug Mugs. New Bug the Chug Mugs. So you can drink your Callahan coffee in style. Right now we have beans. Dark roast beans. You can get them. Uh, if you love coffee, you'll love this one too. It's a great way to support this show while getting a product you're guaranteed to love. Go to CallahanCoffee.com. Callahan coffee, just like it sounds, just like it's spelled, click the link in our social media bios and order your coffee and your bug the chug mug today. Is that a big announcement? Does that qualify? It's I better think so. than, you know, the producer got a raise.
1: I'll I, say that.
0: I disagree. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you get, when you get, when you get your raise, you know, you got, it's only been, how long has it been? A month? Yeah, just over all right, our our, our second favorite product. Let's do that. Uh, My Pillow. We love My Pillow. Not as much as Callahan Coffee, but we love it. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by My Pillow. Go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard My Pillow, which is normally $69.98, for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. My pillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now and you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. My pillow isn't in the big box stores anymore. So you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry. All right, let's get to a couple more things. I knew I'd spend too much time on uh Kaepernick. He just gets me going. I, it's a, it's, it's a great story. Let's get you back in the, back in the lead cap. I, I want to do this because I, I tweeted about this over the weekend and it got a little bit of reaction. And, uh, it's, it's sort of related. Hell, everything's related. Everything we do now is about the woke mob and these race hustlers. And uh, there's a school in Worcester called the Nativity School. It's a Catholic school. Keep that in mind, a Catholic school. Uh, well, the, um, a priest who oversees the Catholic school found out, I don't know why I didn't find out this earlier. He's a bishop. His name's Bishop Robert McManus. I uh, found out they were flying the BLM flag and the rainbow flag in the Catholic school. Now, this is one of my many pet peeves. Why 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 would you do that? Why? I mean, it's a Catholic school. It's like uh, that doesn't make any sense. It's antithetical. BLM as we know is a Marxist organization devoted to defunding the police and destroying capitalism. The rainbow flag represents a a you know, a sexuality this is a Catholic school. I don't think this is not a a public, it's not like, you know, public school where they're teaching, uh, you know, the kids all about gender theory. They're actually, you know, I think trying to teach the kids, you know, math and history and English and social studies. Uh, I'm sure Bishop Robert McManus looked at this and said, the hell are those things? I, I see this all the time in Boston, every church in Boston, now has a rainbow flag and a BLM sign. Mm-hmm. And they're mostly, you know, Protestant. But how does that, what does that have to do with, you know, the teachings of of Jesus Christ? It just, I don't think, I mean, say what you, I mean, I'm not no biblical scholar, but I don't think he was a uh, big supporter of uh, defunding the police and destroying capitalism. And uh, this is a private school. They can make... Bishop McManus is in charge. If he doesn't think this is appropriate, then you know, get rid of the flags. And when I see places they'll have a flag, it'll be an American flag, and right next to it, like equal height is a rainbow flag. And you go, How do we get to this point? It just it just makes no sense. And yet if you speak up and say that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. They say, Oh, what are you bigot? You're racist, you're homophobe, and everything else. And mostly they can cow, they can they can bully people, priests, even, you know, whatever ministers, pastors into bowing and putting the flag up and putting the the BLM up and everything else. Well, this guy said, not here, not here. And of course the Boston globe was all upset. I have a story. Uh, I think it uh, was, I, I can't read the globe because I don't subscribe like, like everyone else, but uh, MSN Microsoft news, they just steal the globe stuff so you can re- actually read it. Keep that in mind. If you, want to read a globe story without subscribing MSN. And it's, uh, yeah, this is the globe column by Yvonne Abraham. She's all upset. And how can you do this? And this represents all the, all that's good in the world. Just lying. They know what, I mean, go to the BLM, You know, Google it. Um, and then and she talks about how, um, um, the, the, the flags belong there. They should still be flying there. And she rips this guy for, uh, for uh, even thinking about taking down uh, the, it's, uh, it's, and she whatever I, I can, I'll probably uh, lose it. I start reading this Globe story. <laughs> uh, the church's embrace embrace of L G B T Q rights has been less than wholehearted, to say the least. But Pope Francis has repeatedly spoken of the humanity of gay and transgender people and urged parents to support their gay children. Well, gee, that's something. Support your kids, uh, and s- endorse civil unions. Wow, you know what that means, Yvonne? That means he's against gay marriage, just like Barack Obama was when he was running for president. All that is consistent with the pride of the rainbow that the rainbow flag symbolizes. Here's the point: you don't have to uh, you don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. It's it's a ch- it's a Catholic school. You know, you want to fly your flag everywhere with the globe. I'm sure it's flying outside the globe. And the, He gets to make the choice. He's uh, She points out that he wants, uh, uh, he's more conservative than the Pope, she says, this McManus. A long record of drawing a hard line. Even as parishioners fall away, he objected to Vicki Kennedy, the pro-abortion widow of Ted Kennedy, speaking at a commencement, doing a commencement address at uh anna maria college catholic college um what what the hell is wrong with that why would you ever have a (laughs) vicky kennedy speak at a catholic college god here's the problem they don't want said, acceptance is one thing everyone's accepting everyone's they got all the rights they got all the privileges nobody's saying you know arrest them like they do in you know some countries it's just not enough you have to celebrate. You have to fly a flag. You have to put the flag next to the American flag. You have to put the BLM flag next to the friggin crucifix and say, Is that enough? Is that enough? Will you leave me alone now? Am I? Oh. Good for Bishop McManus. I'm not sure. I guess he was uh, less than forthcoming during the sexual uh, scandal. Nobody, nobody. I'm taking a backseat to nobody when it comes to railing on uh, Bernie Law and the rest of the enablers during the Catholic priest scandal, talked about it a lot for years. Uh, and if if this guy was looking the other way, like Bernie the Pimp, then he sucks too. But a step uh, separate him from the actual act of taking the flags down in a Catholic school, it's just ridiculous. Of course, a Catholic school can say, we don't want to celebrate a Marxist. Oh, we don't want to celebrate anybody's sexuality. God, that's silly. Anyway, all right, let's get to uh, let's get to uh, what am I getting to do? Shannon Sharp. I want to do Shannon Sharp. Should I do Shay before I do Shannon Sharp? Yes. All right, let's do Shea Concrete and then we would do Shannon Sharp and 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 uh, my man, my man, uh, Eric Church came up big. I got to give Eric Church credit. His team won Saturday night and uh, he came up big. But first, let me tell you about Shay. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions... Driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating, engineers, all kinds. you need any podcasters? I <laughs> you know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people?
1: Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug
0: test. You have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right. If people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? A bunch of ways. They
1: can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to SheaConcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to any of our offices. we got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at SheaConcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat?
0: And We'll give them a hat. hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. ShakeConcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. I I don't know. I I need more time to make a list of the dumbest people in the media, sports media. Uh, it would be it would be pretty long. Uh, but Shannon Sharp's on there, without a doubt. Shannon Sharp is on there. I mean, hell, you need subtitles just to understand what he's saying sometimes. But uh, he steps in it a lot. He's on, I guess, with Skip Bayless. I don't think I've ever actually, no one's actually ever actually seen the show. But you do see it on social media. Here's what Shannon Sharp, I should look up how much, uh, how much Shannon Sharp has made this career. Here's what Shannon Sharp tweeted over the weekend. He said, I'd rather pay 20 bucks a gallon than have Trump in office. I, you can hate Trump and I obviously does. He's gainfully employed in the in the media, so obviously hates Trump. He could never articulate why. Could you imagine a guy who has, you know, millions, millions and millions. I mean, he had a great career, and now he's got a cushy media gig and I mean he probably hasn't had to worry about money in he's fifty wow, how's he? He's fifty three. Hasn't had to worry about money in thirty years. Can you imagine saying that to someone who's trying to deal with this runaway inflation with the gas prices, you know, maybe got laid off during COVID or shut down their small business? And you say, yeah, I just, you know, just to have Biden, just to have the privilege, the honor of having Joe Biden in office, I'd pay $20 a gallon. I don't know if it's the dumbest thing he's ever said. You know, that's a long list. But it could be the most ignorant. It it honestly could be the most ignorant. Even if you, even if you hate Trump, can you explain to me why it's better to pay twenty bucks a gallon and have him out, out of office? How does that, how does that make your life better? I mean, mean, you see, you got war. You got we're on the brink of war. You got an open southern border. You have a fentanyl epidemic. You have inflation. uh, You have gas prices. You have uh, on the horizon, you have even more
1: trouble in the world. And this idiot says, yeah, that's OK. Trump's gone. Huh? You see, Trump was a bully on Twitter. You forget. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, good
0: point. You know, I, it's, I always ask. they always ask. People say, tell me something. Tell me something he did that you hate. Not what he said. Not what he tweeted. What did he do that you hated? And a dummy like this, Janet Shep, could you know, he could never, he could never. He would be like, eh, yeah. uh you know, Charlottesville, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. It'd be some made up thing. He could never do it. Of course, you know, uh, Skip Bayless won't make him do it. I don't think, I don't think uh, anyone on his podcast will make him do it, but I'd love to have him try. Such a dummy. But, you know, he's not a dummy. Never was a dummy. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. I went back and forth as I've explained before. I had my time. I rooted for him. Then I rooted against him. And then I hated him. Then I liked him. But at some point you just give up and say, he's great entertainment. He's, he's as, uh, as, uh as Bob, I'll, I'll quote Bob Ryan. When he said, after some big game, he said, what do, what do non-sports fans do? Like, after a big NFL playoff game or Super Bowl or NCAA and you say, what were non sports fans doing? They missed that. You know, if Tiger, when Tiger won the masters a couple of years ago, it was one of those times where people say, I don't like golf. What are you talking about golf? It's not golf. It's watching this incredible performer under pressure, make a comeback, win the masters at age, whatever it was. And he's not going to win the masters this time. But if he takes the field, if he takes, if he plays, if he tees it up, if he makes the cut, if he has a good round, it's going to be incredibly, it's going to be riveting. I'm not afraid to say it. I will be riveted. Tiger tweeted out, he was back in Augusta working on his game on the range and on the uh, little practice area. And he tweeted, can you get his tweet? It's something like it's a game time decision. Now, he has bowed out of the Masters for injury reasons before, and it's always been by April 1st. It's always been, you know, two weeks, three weeks, months in advance. This would be pushing it if he bows out now, and which is why I don't think he's bowing out. And also because there's no one, I should say no one, few people in sports are more fearless then Tiger Woods, I don't think he wakes up and says, what if I suck? What if I shoot an 80? What if my, my leg hurts? He wakes up and says, man, if I can do this, it will be historic. It will be the biggest thing in sports, at least at the moment. And he is, and he lives for that kind of challenge. I sound like a kid when I'm talking about it, but I would love every minute of this. He tweeted, I will be heading up to Augusta today to continue my preparation and practice. It will be a game time decision on whether I could beat. Congratulations to 16-year-old Anna Davis, who won that girls tournament at at Augusta. Uh, And he was there and he was practicing and... He has yet to walk around at Augusta, which is Hilly. He's he's walked around at his home course medalist, and but we don't know how he played or how he how he felt. So I don't know when the game time decision has to be, but uh if he just says I'm playing, it's gonna be breaking news, breaking into programming on on ESPN and other channels, and it'll just be great. Um and the Masters is the best TV sports event there is. And if he's in the field and he's, he's just remotely competitive, just makes the cut. It'll be just the greatest thing, but mm. go Tiger, go uh, a couple of quick things before we go. Eric church did the right thing. As we mentioned the other day, uh, Eric church canceled his concert in San Antonio to go to the final four. Cause he's a huge Tar Heels fan. He's from North Carolina. He's wears his, his, what do you call the blue Carolina blue? Where's Carolina blue goes to games, football games and basketball games and did not want to miss UN uh, NC versus coach K. So he uh, canceled the show. Everyone was pissed. Saying, How can you do that? So he came up with a great uh, solution to the problem here. He's doing a free show for all the ticket holders for the show on Saturday night in San Antonio they get their money back and then they get to go to a concert in September for free. So great move by Eric church and his team won and it was fun. It was, you know, I don't hate coach K, but that's a pretty, you know, that's, that's the way to go out. Final four in your final season, getting bounced by UNC down to the wire. Great game, intense game. I, I, I I like Roy Williams. Do I have time to tell my Roy Williams story? Roy Williams is coaching the Kansas. This is the Roy Williams final, by the way. He coached Kansas, he coached UNC. They're meeting in the finals. He's rooting for UNC as he, you know, he wears a stupid mask the whole game. He's wearing his mask, which is like Carolina colors. And so Coach K's wife wears hers, which like covers her whole face. Uh, and he and he's so happy that when it's over, Roy Williams takes the mask off and hugs everybody around him and then hugs all the players, the coaches and the players. Wore the mask all game, but when it's over and he's around people, he takes it off. But I was at, at I was in Lawrence, Kansas. I was doing a story on uh, Ray friends, I believe, for Sports Illustrated. So I'm hanging with Roy Williams in his office, and there's an old guy, and he's there and he's really old. I mean, he's uh, pushing ninety, eighty-five, maybe ninety, and he's talking hoops with him and and. uh, you know, talking about last night's game and next game and scouting and everything. And the guy's shuffling around. He's like, he's like Joe Biden old, you know, shaky, kind of frail. And he leaves. And uh, I'm just like, wow, it's, it and he tells me and I should know I should, I should have been prepared for this. But he used to coach and he was retired and he was old and he was struggling uh, cognitively. And Roy Williams went out of his way to make the guy feel like he was part of the program. I mean, he made him feel like he really uh, valued his opinion and his and his expertise. And the guy left the room and he felt like a million bucks. And I thought that was one of the nicer things I've ever seen a coach do. And he didn't set it up for me. He couldn't have set it up and said, oh, you know, his Sports Illustrated. Let's get that old guy in here. I think he's a genuinely uh, decent guy. So I'm glad he's happy. And Coach K is miserable, but it's over. It was a fun game. Uh, it was a, you know, it's not as good as WrestleMania 72 because Steve Stone Cold Austin didn't come out of the stands. But <laughs> Are you supposed to be watching it again tonight or Sunday night? Yeah, on the background. Oh, God, is that what you're doing? Oh, I'm supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, giving you the Grammy updates. I don't even know what the Grammy, I swear to God, my whole life, it's just been in the background. I'm not even sure like how it works, like what categories are. And who's it's not like the Oscars. Although I assume everyone at the Grammys will have some kind of wise, you know, not everyone, but some will have a joke about the Oscars. Speaking of jokes, we'll finish with this with Saturday Night Live on Saturday, six days after the Oscars, opens the show with a spoof about Fox and Friends. The morning show on Fox News. The morning show with Brian Kilmeade and Ducey and Ainsley. What's her face? Earhart. Yeah. Uh, I don't know her name. They they make fun of them and Judge Janine, and I'm going. What 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 do you what, what happened to Will Smith and Chris Rock? It was amazing. They the uh, the the host was some gay black guy, which you know I think that's the only those two requirements now to get on SNL and be a host, and they're making fun of. Brian Kilmeade. And I'm going, what? And so halfway through the show, there's, a, I found out why they did a spoof on Will Smith and it was so bad. It was so awful. There's no Chris Rock character. It's just Will Smith in a seat talking to a seat minder, you know, a seat holder. There's oh, sure. people are, No, the seat holders. They have people oh, that sit yes, the yeah, seats. Yeah, yeah. Like Kramer. So the celebrities can go, you know, do a line of Coke in the men's room. So they sit in the seat and it's just the Will Smith character talking to this kid, this guy, and it wasn't even a little bit funny. It was so bad. So I guess I'm, I understand why they buried it so they could mock Peter Doocy. or said Peter. No, it's uh Steve Doocy. Peter's father. Peter's a big star now, but that's, it was just terrible as you'd expect. But, uh, I was going to tell you to play some of it, but it's so bad. Don't even bother. Anyway, we will leave it there. We will leave it there. Anyway. Um, Big announcement, Callahan Coffee. Go to CallahanCoffee.com. It is good stuff. Uh, Ironhead drank a whole pot this morning, and he's still awake. Yep. And he's fired up, so I'm going to go watch some wrestling. What's the big deal with the, the, the Sunday night uh, WrestleMania? What's the big theme?
1: Uh, there really isn't one tonight. They, they oh, messed God, up. They, you, forget it. I said
0: they, you were uh, you're doing a great job. They, I take it back.
1: They I did it. it I'm, I don't write for them. They did it out of water. You, I mean, make it up.
0: You got nothing to add about that? Just say something that Uh, happened during
1: this stupid wrestling show. The guys from Jackass are currently uh, on the TV. well, good. To get to watch someone eat eat someone else's, like, bugger or something? Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> I right, forget it forget it so, you know give it some thought Maybe you know tomorrow it doesn't matter know.
1: it doesn't matter what's on Wrestlemania all that does matter is you go to callahancoffee.com and buy a bag of beans that's all uh, that matters. I do that
0: Callahan coffee Ironhead guarantees you'll love them and I do too it's quality stuff quality yeah. stuff very good but thank you thank you to Graham our marketing manager for putting that all together thanks to everybody for watching for listening thanks to you Ironhead I'll let you go and uh, watch this stupid wrestling show. I'm Jerry Kelly and this is the Kelly Show and we will talk to you again tomorrow.
1: Tonight, shaking my head and thinking something right. Is it just me am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who taking- like the show, leave a 5-star review on Apple and Spotify.